Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Calmly Create Wealth podcast. My name is Marcel Mares, and I'm a portfolio strategist for Century Funds. Today on the podcast, we'll talk about the Century Small Mid-Cap Income Fund with the lead portfolio manager, Aubrey Hearn. As most of you already know, he's managed this fund since 2005, and during this time frame, he's delivered an impressive return of 524%, a value add of almost 400% versus the Focus Canadian Small Mid-Cap Equity category. In recognition of this outstanding performance, Aubrey was named the Investment Executives Mutual Fund Manager of the Year in 2015, which recognizes exceptional and consistent fund outperformance over a 10-year period. Today, we'll talk about why now is the ideal time for Aubrey's investment approach, focusing on free cash flow growth as we head into a reopening in North America. Already, we're starting to see an improvement in performance of small caps after they lagged for most of 2020. Here's a quick recap of performance. From start of 2020 to October, so prior to the positive vaccine announcements, small caps in the U.S. were underperforming, and they were down about 6% versus plus 9% for large caps for that period. Since then, so since the announcement of positive vaccine announcements, as investors began to see a path towards normalcy, small caps have outperformed large caps, and especially the ones with a value tilt. Within this environment, over a six-month period, as small caps have outperformed, the Century Small Mid-Cap Income Fund has thrived and is up 21% versus 18% for its benchmark. Now to Aubrey. As we mentioned, small caps have outperformed. Aubrey, do you expect this to continue over the next six to 12 months? And in your view, what is the runway for this asset class? Hey, Marcel, and thanks for having me on today. So we do strongly feel that small caps are going to continue uh, to outperform in the foreseeable future. Uh, we, we think we're in the early innings of this, partially because we're really in the early innings of a recovery. Uh, you know, essentially, we're still working our way through the pandemic. And as earnings are coming out for various small cap companies in Q1 of uh, 2021, and as the outlooks are coming in for Q2 and Q3 and uh, the back half of 2021, I think there's an increased level of of optimism. Uh, And so that's coupled with both the the levels, of course, of the vaccinations that have occurred and um, secondly, some of the stimulus dollars. So I think it sets up to be a, a great environment for small cap outperformance particularly given your earlier comments where they, they tended to struggle uh, last year in 2020. And of course, I think the important stat that people need to uh, recognize is that out of nine out of the last 10 recessions, and obviously 2020 was a pretty dramatic recession, small caps tended to lead coming out of that, that environment. That's great. Thanks, Aubrey. In terms of investment approach, which one do you see outperforming in reopening rising inflation yield environment? And how is your century small mid-cap income fund position? So our, I think our fund is extremely well positioned for this current environment. Uh, to categorize what was going on in different moments in 2020, uh, clearly, growth-oriented companies work very well, um, but I'm not talking about just companies that are growing at you know, high single digits or double digits. Uh, these are some of the, the companies that have you know, 30 40% revenue growth, say, for example, a Snowflake or Zoom or Peloton. And, and clearly, undeniably, these businesses uh, were doing very well. However, it reminds me of back in 1999 and 2000, where people are not paying as much attention as they should to the valuations of some of these companies, and I think they've run ahead of themselves. Uh, at the other extreme, you have 
value, let's call them extremely deep value uh, positions or companies that uh, such as, for example, AMC, uh, such as GameStop, and of course, all of the the Reddit crowd that are supporting those types of names, um, the valuations there equally don't make any sense because in some cases, these companies are close to bankruptcy. Uh, they're not earning a lot of money, but yet their stocks are up in some cases, several hundred percent. So at CI and more specifically how we run the Century Small Midcap Fund, we tend to focus on companies that have long runways of structural tailwinds behind it, uh, companies that have generated a lot of free cash flow, and companies that can generate uh, free cash flow and grow over time. Uh, so in that context, we, we tend to, to look at the market. Overall, the stock market is a weighing machine, and the companies that can demonstrate growth over three, five, ten-year period will be rewarded. Uh, however, in the short term, the market tends to be a voting machine, and who knows, you know, what the, what the market is going to like on a given day. But it seems to be the market is 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 more interested in our types of names as they should be because they're growing and demonstrating good, strong free cash flow. That's great. And, and drilling down further, what companies do you like over the next six to twelve months, and why? Can you go through a few examples? Sure, no no problem, uh, Marcel. So maybe just three quick examples on that. So so the first one would be a company called Verisign. So this is a, a U.S. company. And essentially what they do is they're the, the registry for .com and .net. So essentially if you want to have a website that ends in .com or .net, you have to pay Verisign uh, an annual fee. And so they literally have a, a monopoly on this business. And they are responsible for the organization of all those websites, determining who owns which websites, and also really running the background or, or the infrastructure for all these websites. When you actually pu punch it into the internet, these websites come up. So very strong, uh, literally monopoly business, as I suggested. And we like it because uh, a lot of small businesses had challenges in 2020. So there wasn't as many new .com or .net uh, businesses registering websites. We're already starting to see an improvement um, in this in the first part of uh, 2021. And secondly, they had a new uh, renegotiation with their contract with ICANN that gives them the, the ability to raise prices uh, in 2021 to the tune of about 7 or 8%. So, so that coupled with the registration growth, we think it's a, it's a, a great, uh, a good outlook for, uh, for VeriSign. So we, so we like that name. Uh, another name that we like is a company called Sensata. Uh, so Sensata, what they do is they sell sensors, and they sell sensors to the automotive industry. Uh, they sell sensors to the industrial industry as well. And with any new car that goes off the lot or, or car that comes off the production line or any piece of industrial equipment, there's more and more sensors that you're going to find uh, in, in that type of equipment. In fact, the, the, the content per vehicle is going up for sensors, you know, 5 or 6% faster than the production growth of industrial production as well as automotive production. So Sensata trades that less than a market multiple, but we think can grow much faster than the multiple. And I think that you're going to see some really strong earnings acceleration given that they've taken so much cost out of their business back in 2020. And then finally, um, a Canadian name that we like is a company called Boyd Group. And Boyd Group, they own several hundred uh, auto collision centers across both Canada and the U.S. And um, similarly to Verisign and Sensata, you know, 2020 wasn't a great year for Boy Group because 
uh, miles driven was was down quite a bit, and uh, associated with that, there's less collisions. And of course, you don't need to take your car into an auto collision center unless you get into an accident. So what's happening now? Miles driven is improving substantially, and um, the other part I think that's great for Boyd Group and it's a function of what we look for in the companies that we invest in is that they have an opportunity or a runway to be able to deploy a lot of capital. So I mentioned they have several hundred uh, de- dealerships or collision centers today, um, but they're, they, they have the ability to buy you know tens and tens of these businesses every year and they earn very good returns on, on the acquisitions that they make. So we think uh, as Miles Driven improves, this company will do well. Uh, also coupled with the redeployment of capital back into making acquisitions, we think there's some good earnings growth for this business going forward. That's great, Aubrey. That's, that's really good context. Uh, we appreciate your bottom-up insights. And for the listeners, if you want to know more about the Century Small Mid-Cap Income Fund and other Century Funds, check out CI.com and join us next week for another update on Century Funds. Thank you and have a great day. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns, net of fees and expenses, payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.